listening to The Owen Z Show with my mom, Ophelia Barba, and me, Zoe Luna. This show has been pre-recorded. This episode of The Owen Z Show is being broadcasted on Wednesday, May 20th, 2015, and the time is 7 p.m. The LGBT Hero Awards talk radio show is a, listener pro- is a listener-funded progressive station that interviews guests from the world of entertainment, art, and community, politics, public health, and business. For more information about the LGBT Hero Awards and this show, visit LGBTHeroAwards.com. Joining me is my co-host and mother, Ophelia Barba. Hi, Mom. Are you doing good? How are you? <laughs> are you doing good? I'm, what? How are you doing? Hi, Zoe. I'm doing great. Thank you. Um, so this is our second show. Yes. I'm pretty excited about it. How about you? Of course. Yes. yes. Go ahead. Very excited. I've <laughs> this is such a new journey for me, and I'm very honored to be here, and especially to interview Shane. I'm I'm very happy to interview him. I've, there's so many things I want to learn and want to know, so I'm excited. So let's get started with Shane Ivan Nash, and tell us about yourself first of all. You want to say hello to our listeners? Hey, everybody out there. Uh, this is Shane, and uh, I'm really excited to be a part of this show. Thank you, thank, thank you. you. <laughs> so let's get started. Let's get to know you a little bit. Um, tell us about yourself. What do you do today? Um, how do you find yourself? Well, today I took a drive down the 101 to head on over and had some Popeyes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, as for what I do for a living, um, I'm a transgender activist, actor, musician, producer, and now even a CSW board member. Awesome, right. awesome. That's pretty cool. Go ahead, Zoe. <laughs> so, I heard you're engaged. You're going to get married. I'm excited. I can't wait to go to the wedding. So, you know, tell me about this really lucky girl and your fiancé. Like, how did you guys meet? You guys you guys told me before we went on air, but let's share with it. Ugh, let's share with the audience. Um. Well... <laughs> I have to thank Tom. He's a good friend of mine, and uh, if most of you don't remember Tom, he's from MySpace, and he was your first friend. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> like, Tom <laughs> actually, uh, he created uh, MySpace for me, and I went on MySpace when I was about 16 years old and uh, saw one of those little boxes in the corner that said, people that you should know, and I saw her face, and I said, you're right, I should know her, and I clicked on it. <laughs> and honestly, I just started hitting on her over the internet, you know, just might as well, might as well do it. You never know. Maybe I'll never meet her. Maybe I will, but at least I tried. And um, the response was definitely surprising. Great. Great. So cyber love is is real. Yeah, it's real. And And it's been going strong for 10 years. Awesome. So do you remember how we met Shane? How did we meet Shane? Oh, I remember. I remember. We met you at, um, I think if I'm correct, it was I would, Transgender Day of Remembrance. I saw you um, performing that day, and that's the, the first time I think I ever got noticed in the community. And I think that was my first thing that I did that made everybody kind of shocked because I was so young at the time, and, you know, everybody was like, wow, she's so young and she has all these words. And, you know, um Anyway, so I met Shane performing, and I thought he sounded great. And then I think the first, oh, okay, this is the original time. So the first time we actually started talking, 
besides the high and by at Transgender Day of Remembrance was at LA Pride when he threw the hat in the crowd and then I started talking to him and then we became friends on Facebook and that's how I met Shane. Um, yes. <laughs> so, thank you. That was lovely. Also, um, I do remember seeing you at Transgender uh, Day of Remembrance and listening to your music. You guys were all dressed in white, which I thought was pretty amazing. And um, that was a really somber event, but I was very happy to meet other people like my daughter and um, people that were making a difference and they were doing something important for themselves and for the community. So I thought that was pretty amazing, especially so young. Um, So tell us about, I'd like to know, and I'm sure most of the listeners that are young would like to know, how do we get to where you are? How do they do this? What does it take for you to become Shane Yvonne Nash, the singer, songwriter? (laughs) Well, how did you get here? It takes a lot of commitment to... uh, a dream that you might not ever see coming true, but somehow deep down inside you believe that you can attain it even if everyone tells you you can't. Um, I, I mean, it's awesome that we even met at Transgender Day of Remembrance because most people don't even know that that was my first experience performing live mm-hmm. as a transgender act out musician. Wow. And from that point on, uh, I met community members that started to help me, and I found jobs and started getting into acting as well. And basically every job that has come across my table, if I didn't know how to do it, I looked it up on Google, figured it out, and started working and just found more gigs and even had to look up how to fill out applications for you know gigs and pride and now I somehow ended up being someone who actually books Pride and actually hires the acts now, and the progression has been so fast, and I can't really say exactly how I got here other than hope and determination. Awesome. That's, wow. that's very important to know. Um, our youth need to know that that with uh, perseverance and you know that desire to get ahead, we can do it. And there is a community out there that's willing to support and help. There are a lot of allies and and the community as well. So So I feel like maybe, I don't know, but I don't know if a lot of people know that you were homeless at one point and you were saying that being homeless, I think, inspired you to become this great musician. And so could you talk to us a little bit about that? Like what was your experience? Um, How did it come to that point where you were homeless? Yeah, uh, it was actually a crazy ride. Um, I left home at 16. She actually, my wife brought me a, a, a plane ticket to move to Arizona, and I actually more ran away than instead of left home. I just left that night, grabbed as much things as I could in a guitar with me, and moved. And from that point on, I didn't really know where my life was heading. I didn't even know, honestly, that I was trans or even what trans was. And, you know, Arizona didn't work out very well for us because it wasn't a trans or even LGBT-friendly state to live in. So we moved back to California, and we lived in a car. And from then on, we went from panhandling to me playing guitar on Hollywood and Highland to pay bills and get little money that we could to get food for that day. 
and slowly and surely, um, you know, the money stacked up, and I kept going out. And my wife, she got a waitressing job, and then I got side jobs as a contractor. I would take any job that anybody would throw across my way, and I would figure it out and learn how to survive in an area that basically was telling me, you know, don't be here. You're not going to survive. You're not going to make it. And somehow, years later, we saved up enough money, and we got our first apartment, and we're still living in our first apartment, actually, um, five years later, and we're going to be moving soon to a bigger, better place. And I mean, when we first moved in there, we moved in with two bags and a guitar and a few blankets. And now we have the whole house furnished with like a TV and a bed. And it's just so great to appreciate those things because as a kid, I did have those things given to me. And going through the homeless period of my life, I've learned to appreciate such small little things and moments that you have with people and how important that can be and how the materialistic things that we have with cell phones and iPads really don't create the bond and don't give you the drive to really be somebody and really make a difference. And I feel that I honestly have an advantage over most people because I've had my homeless experience because I know what it's like to have nothing and I have that drive constantly burning me every day. It's amazing. Right. You're an inspiration to a lot of people. And and I'm sure that there's someone out there listening that can use that and and be motivated to do the same. Yeah. You know? I think that's very important for many youth to hear, not just being trans, but I feel any young person who's going through a hard time, I feel that that is something. So, like, your story is a very inspiring story. And if anything, I think that a lot of people should know about it. Um, so that's why I was really happy to have you. <laughs> you were so, very yeah. And so talking about moments in your life, um, I feel like a lot of interviews usually ask people what would they want to change in their life, but if there was something that you could go back and relive just as a positive moment, what was like your most exciting moment besides probably going to be getting married in a couple months? So. <sighs> Well, I have a lot of moments, but if I really were to choose my favorite moment so far, I would have to say it was performing for LA Pride last year and watching the crowd fill the stage as much as it was. I mean, it just made all the pain and everything that I went through felt like it was really worth something because here I am finally getting to do something that I never thought I would ever get to do, but somehow that kid in me always told me, keep going. Awesome, awesome. And I remember that. I remember being there and talking about your band. Can you tell us the name of your band and yeah. and how many members or what, what's going on with that band? Um, well, <laughs> the name of the band is actually The Sex Machine. And um, it's not necessarily quite a band. It's more like I do my own solo music and then I feature artists and constantly cycle that in and change them in. And uh, all the music that I actually made is off a computer that I actually looked up the date, how old it is. It's 16 years old. It's oh, a, my goodness. It's a Macintosh G4 before wow. they even had Intel chips. So um, I'm using very low tech to make the music that you hear. And I really am so happy that I can even have that tech and be on stage and do all this stuff and be in the position that I am. And I'm very blessed. And I know it. Wow, that's refreshing to know right. someone that that has worked that hard and can it, you know, I admire that. That's, yeah, that's amazing. 
And making the best out of what you have. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's important. Because yeah. we're so throwaway, this, this new generation. Oh, I don't need it. Let's just get rid of it, get a new one. I mean, that's just, you know, that's that's something good to see, to see about you. <laughs> so, what was the next question? Oh, speaking about the name of your band, uh, about of your how do you say what, what would you what prefer? Would we call it? Not yes. a band, but a shame. An electronic act. An electronic act. <laughs> so your electronic act is named the Sex Machine. Machine. Or mach- machine. Machine. <laughs> where did that Where did that come from? Is it anything um, special? It came from listening to old 70s rock. Ooh. And uh, it's I'm just a love machine and I don't oh, work no okay. hard. Yeah. Nobody but me, but I took. I'm just a sex machine, and I don't work so hard for nobody but me. So yes, I, I, I like that motto. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, it sounded pretty cool. So yeah, that's pretty cool. Okay. So. Hmm. So I'll keep that question to the end. Um. Maybe. So when are you playing again? I mean, are we going to see you again soon? Is something going? Can we talk about that? Yes, we can, of course, talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am going to be on main stage, which that is a, uh, I don't know what you would call it, a life tile on Facebook or whatever, the yeah. event. Oh, you yeah. know, you get a, a little flag. <laughs> <laughs> like, I would put that up uh, that I'm finally going to get to be on a main stage and, and actually really get to play my music for a decent time for a crowd that... I've already actually played in San Diego and have a base, a fan base there, and they've asked me to come back and even are going to take care of me this time and set me up with a hotel. And I'm just so excited to actually get to live the dream that I never really thought was possible, but somehow still was there. Like you're going to get the whole cool treatment. Yeah, you can get to get like a little like cart that they drive me to the stage and everything. (laughs) So tell me, what inspires you to write the songs that you write? Oh, well, most of my songs, usually it was an internal thing. I used to write songs that I wanted to hear for myself because there was a lot of songs out there that I could relate to, but it either had too much of a feminine element or too much of a masculine element. And, I mean, I know I have a hyper-masculinity, but I still have a feminine element to me that has a sensitivity, and maybe it's not even feminine, maybe it's just intellectual. I actually really care about what people feel and look and see and get into that in-depth thing past, you know, the basic masks that we wear every day, you know, what's really behind that. And um, recently, a lot of the the kids killing themselves has really changed my music and actually gotten a different side of me coming out more. It's not quite a fatherly side, but almost like a big brother. Like, I've been there, hang on. And mm-hmm. I'm really trying to find a way to communicate to the youth because I love the old part of the community and I love every pioneer that's ever been there. But I really think that the youth needs time and they need someone to look up to and they need a song to listen to when they're crying and they need a song to make them feel like they're cool and they need a song to make them smile. They need a song to tell their lover how they love them. They need all these things. and. It's such a void, especially for trans and gender nonconforming kids, to find something like that with a binary system. Right. Um, I I totally agree with you on that. Um, 
I'm not a writer or a songwriter or a singer by any chance. But I do know that even though I'm not, you know, trans and cis woman, older woman, um, at one point when my youth, when I felt down, uh, songs helped me a lot. So I, I totally see where your messages are going, and I think that's the best way because we are at a crucial time where we need our youth to understand that there is hope and that there are allies. They might not be your parents, might not be your siblings or your family, but there are people out there that are willing to stand up and help and guide your direction in the in a good way. So any youth out there listening, you know, I just wanted to let out that there are people that are here for them. One question that I have, one more for you is, and who are your role models? Do you have a role model? Those are always hard questions. Sorry, I'm all. No, there are hard questions because I mean, I could have a role model for a musician, but if we look at a musician's personal life, I wouldn't necessarily follow their personal choices as well. So it's hard to choose a role model because choosing one person to represent and look up to is definitely something hard. Um, if I really were to pick someone. Uh, I hate to be cliche, but I do pick John Lennon, and I pick Dr. Dre, actually, as two <laughs> people. Um, Dr. Dre has made such amazing feats for being a black male artist in the world and has done so much for hip-hop, and I feel that hip-hop artists may not even recognize how much Dr. Dre has done and how much the older generation has done for that. Mm-hmm. And in terms of John Lennon, I mean, the writing and the way he cared about the world and how he really put himself out there and put himself on the line and, you know, shook every fan that he could and and wrote down his heart and wasn't afraid to express that. And even he even had feminine tendencies, I remember. I mean, I, right, I remember right. right before he was assassinated, he was really becoming very almost gender fluid himself. And I really just look up to someone that could take music and make it so almost religious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, he he had a beautiful melody, a lot of beautiful songs. Zoe, do you have any? Yeah. So, speaking about your band again, <laughs> so in any way or um, how, how would you want your band to influence others? You know, I think you mentioned it already, but like to get into more depth about it. Yeah. How would you want to like in like what do you hope your band does for your, um, your artist your uh, what is it electric electric act <laughs> to do like you can call it a band it's totally fine <laughs> <laughs> um my honest hope is if I can't make a living off my music I hope that I at least save one person's life because I know that my own lyrics have helped me hold on so if I can share that and maybe it helps someone else my you know true dream if I really could have it I would love to make tons and tons and tons of money so that I can then take that money and actually do action with it and invest it into trans things and invest it into organizations that can really take the money and go there I would love to almost be like a Robin Hood and take the money and give it to where it needs to be. And that's what I would love to do if I could get to that level. And don't get me wrong, I would like a nice house. I would like a car. I mean, I feel like my wife has stayed with me as long as she has, and she deserves those things, honestly. I personally won't really need those things. But I would really love to 
give those to her. Yeah. And I'm gonna cry. It's <laughs> <laughs> our emotion. It's yeah. Too much. <laughs> Catching the feels. <laughs> no, but it's true. But your words, if anything, those are very valuable, Shane, and that's yeah. what the our youth need to know that our words, your words, not mine, your words mm-hmm. are valuable. Yeah. And, and when you share them in your music, that's amazing. So we've talked about your music, but where do we get your music? <laughs> is, yes. Is the $1,000 question, where do we get your music? Well, here's music? the awesome thing. Because I am a self-produced musician, mm-hmm. I don't have anything for sale yet mm-hmm. because wow. I don't really have that set up yet because I am doing everything myself, including my promo, my music, everything. Mm-hmm. I'm a one-man show here. Mm-hmm. But I do have links for uh, free downloads for all of my music on SoundCloud. Oh, okay. And it's just SoundCloud Shane Ivan Nash. And um, you can get all of my music just straight to your iPhone even. How about Android? Android as well. (laughs) iPad. I'm sorry, I'm just saying um, I have an Android, so I'd like to get that. (laughs) Go. (laughs) Okay. You have another question? Yes, yes. So... Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, so, in the future, to be specific, ten years, where would you want to? Where do you hope you're at in financially, romantically? Well, we every, know where he's going. Well, no, I know, I know about that, but like, I think you don't want to have that. Okay. So, where would you want to see yourself, and in, in every aspect, like, what would you hope? Um. In 10 years, I hope to have accomplished landing one movie role that is actually maybe could have gone to like assist big actor name, but I got the role. (laughs) And it's not a trans role, it's like an action role because I'm actually pretty action friendly and love to rumble tumble. And if you want to blow me up in a car or whatever, I would love to do that for money. (laughs) And then take that money and go and buy some awesome treatment for a lot of trans kids and even take that money and make a foundation for top surgeries and and, and hormones and all of that and I've even considered because I've actually found friends that are artists and they can't get signed anywhere I would love to really make my own label and actually be able to hire gender non-conforming artists and be and corner that market and give people a place that they actually get respectful contracts and they actually come in and they really want to make music with me because I'm there for them not just to make money from them but to actually give them a space to like make a transgender economy to to build that so that you know when we come to pride we can make donations and get big things done or if we want to have these big parties and do all these big things and even make donations to Washington if we have to get money to these lobbyists somehow we have to right, get that right. money in there and I would love to just whatever it takes and whoever it takes to get us there I would love to see change yeah. You know, I believe that uh, with young people like you and as well as Zoe and other children um, and adult young men, um, we are going to get there. Maybe I might not see it, but maybe your children or later generations are going to see all these things that you are hoping for. I wish they would come sooner because they're so needed, especially in the healthcare part, the top surgeries, the hormone treatments. They're expensive. They're very expensive, and insurance doesn't still cover for most of it. So I know that's kind of like 
out of topic about your band, but that is a, also a true thing. We need to have more um, awareness out there of the needs of our community. And I always say ours. I include myself in it because I'm... You are a part of this. I, I am a part of it. Cause hey, you're paying the bills for the hormones. Right. So yeah, you're right. definitely a part of it. I'm proud of you, Mom. Okay. Let's not get too personal. But anyway. Uh, so, yeah. So, is there anything else you'd like to ask me? Or... Let me think. <laughs> well, yeah. I think there is one more thing. Yes, there is. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it was was it God that's going to take the five minutes we have left yes, we're not going to take the, lose those five minutes there in the silence so I just want to throw out this to the listeners out there if um, Shane shared his link to where you can find his music um, it'll also be on the website on May 20th and you can take a look at that and also we had a clever idea Zoe and I we were wondering out there, our listeners, if you had any questions for us or any topic that you'd like us to deal with, would you please email LGBT Heroes? Yes. And then we can go well, ahead and well, take care of that. We'll have a topic episode. We'll have a topic episode. And we'll share our perspective of what we think. I guess, yeah. yeah. Or about ourselves, right? Shane, um, I think you're an amazing young man, and I think you're going to do great in the future, but that's just me, um, and I'm I'm really excited to see you. Hopefully, we can make it to San Diego. I'll and definitely get you some backstage passes if we can. <laughs> that would be great. Um, so, Zoe? So, thank you guys for listening to this episode of the ONZ Show. Very excited. This is our second episode. I hope it continues to last for years and years and years. And yeah, so for more information on the. Oh, I was about to say, My bad. For more information about the show, please visit LGBT Hero Awards Talk Radio. Sh- oh, I'm saying it wrong. For more information, please visit the website LGBTHeroAwards.com. And until next time, Mom. Until next time. Bye bye.